Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Football fans, fans of football, balls of the fans of the foots of the balls. I am sure we all loved an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, by the way. Did you know that? Did you know that? You'll be a winner. Once a single point scored, new customers who bet $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, and the farther you can run with the legs. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Even in the middle of the night. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Mm. Mm. Broncos are winners. Big, big time division win, Will Keys. A game we both predicted the Broncos to lose. They go out there and they put up 28 points on the Chargers. Hold them to just 13. A lot of things happened in this game. Not necessarily the best game, the most exciting game, but a big win for the Broncos. We're going to get into everything we observed with our big-time brains, why this is good for the Broncos moving forward, and why it's probably going to set us up for heartbreak, in my opinion. (laughs) But a huge win today against the Chargers with the Chiefs coming up. Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings to take advantage of all of their offers. And also the Bench Warmer Brew pre-order. The t-shirt pre-order is going on right now. Will and I, wearing the shirts in unison, which has to be good luck for the Broncos. Has to be good luck, Will. It was not coordinated. No. There was no I was like, I got to put on the bench warmer shirt today because I'm going to plug the shit out of it in the live stream and the, the podcast. So we got t-shirt, it's a great shirt. pre-orders 
for a week only. So if you want them, you got to get them now. And 25% off with just a day remaining at benchwarmerbrew.com. One day, five hours, sale on our coffee. Okay, got that out of the way. Benchwarmerbrew.com is my coffee company too. That's that's mine. I own it. I'm a, I am a fucking McConaughey. I'm a businessman. Yes. <laughs> All right. We got Richard Keys, Richard Keys, Richard Cheese back. Will Keys played his entire career with an apartment. Uh, true. True. You can all, you guys can all go to hell because I'm moving into a house, not an apartment next time. Boom. He's about to move into a big old house. I will okay, never live in an apartment again. You'll never live in an apartment again because every Freaking apartment country. Will lives in has a good chance of catching on fire. Or one for one. One for one. Okay. Uh, I just want to say about this game, and these, yes. this is kind of like the, the big lead I got from it, but this game hinged on two interceptions. Broncos yes. are up 14 nothing. Andrew Locke throws a really dumb interception to Derwin yep. James. Yep. That lets the Chargers score before halftime, gives them the ball um, to start the second half. And then the game hinges uh, back on a Justin Herbert interception that he throws to Patrick Sertan in the end zone. He he really outstupided Drew Locke on that play. Uh, Herbert, you know, he finished the game with two interceptions. Probably could have thrown like four or five, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I think what, Justin Simmons ones. dropped one. Yeah, Simmons uh, dropped one. Hairston almost had one. Um, a couple other ones that were kind of dicey. Threw that jump ball to Jared Cook that ended up being a touchdown on third and ten. But yeah, the story for me was uh, interceptions. They totally swung the game each time they happened. Yeah. No, I think that's that's totally fair and a good assessment. Thank you. The – Justin Herbert interception in the end zone. I think that was not as bad as Drew Locke's in that I feel like Simmons was scrambling, kind of just threw off his back foot and couldn't get enough on the ball or was just off in terms of accuracy. Because I think that was targeted for Cooks as well. And I think Cooks had the the step on Justin or uh, Pat Sertan there. It was just an underthrown ball by Herbert. And I blame that on the Broncos pass rush being a real problem in this game for char- the Chargers and Herbert, which surprised me. Like that surprised the shit out of me because the they're beat up. You know, this was Chubb's first game back. I I don't even know how often he actually was on the field. Or, did he even play? I don't remember seeing him. If he was out I there, I don't recall. Yeah, so... <laughs> I don't think he you know, recorded he, a statistic. Yeah, there's no stat on there for Chubb. So they activated him, but he wasn't a part of the game. Uh, they were without Shelby Harris. So... Yes. He's a disruptor on the defensive line. And uh, the Chargers have a good offensive line. So I just didn't. And the Broncos have struggled to get after quarterbacks all season. But in this game, even when Herbert was completing passes, a lot of the time he was 
scrambling in order to do so. So credit the Broncos defense for, I think, playing really well on all three levels. And I think linebacker Baron Browning had a really, really good game, uh, which is very comforting as yeah. we head closer to the end of the season. And you've got uh, Kenny Young, Browning in there. Who Did they just draft Browning in this last, last draft? Yeah, he was um, he was a late third-round pick out of Ohio State in 2021. So the last draft, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's looking nice because he also had a sack that was negated by the one bad flag in this game. A dumb, yeah. ticky-tacky pass interference call. But Baron Browning played really well. And so now the Broncos will head into the offseason, possibly thinking about what they're going to do at the linebacker position with all the injuries. And maybe the depth there is pretty solid, but secondary was good. Linebackers were good. And Broncos defensive front was good. Holding the Chargers to 13 points, that seems obvious, but they kept Denver in the game and the Broncos offense tried to let them out of it. Third quarter, just two, two yards of Broncos offense. Uh, yeah, three three offensive plays. Yeah, three that offensive plays, two yards. Yeah, Why no, it, it really felt – well, they couldn't get off the field, but it really did feel like they're up 14-7. to seven, Felt like they were down 10 for a lot of this game. Yeah. This did not feel like a victory uh, to me until – after the Sertan interception, the first one, uh, where Bridgewater throws on third and seven to Cortland Sutton for the first down, which yeah. you know uh, ensured that they weren't going to have a three and out, and the defense was going to get some rest finally. That made me feel like, okay, this is this is winnable from here on out. Then you get the uh, couple nice passes to Javante Williams, uh, Bridgewater stiff arms Joey Bosa running out to his right. I will say uh, Bridgewater, a couple of really nice scrambles in this game, starting in the first quarter uh, on the first drive where he goes uh, Teddy Airwater into the end zone and then stiff arming Bosa. I don't know if he's throwing to Sobert, but he found Sobert in the end zone and that's all that matters. Um, yeah. So I liked, I think, you know, as pissed off as people were a couple of weeks ago about him not, um, you know, not going for the tackle on Darius Slay. Uh, I think he made up for it and, and you got to give him the chance to, uh, to mend fences there. And I think he did with some, some really high effort plays that resulted in touchdowns. Here's how silly that whole situation is. Teddy Bridgewater made the business decision to not tackle Darius Slay to avoid a possible injury. Gets ridiculed for it. Also, yes. he can come back and get injured anyway and then gut out in a gut out in a, a performance <laughs> with an injury uh where he didn't have like a great game but two the two touch two of the three offensive touchdowns were all teddy the the scramble yeah. the run for the touchdown huge play and then that making Joey Bosa whiff like you don't see that often and teddy just yeah like the only said, two guys that can do it are teddy and Trevor Simeon yeah, exactly. And uh, a great touchdown pass to Austin Saubert. But, Eric, 
Eric Salbert. Why do I always call him Austin? Austin Ford. Eric Salbert. Austin. It's fair enough. All white tight ends look the same to me from behind. (laughs) Yeah, they all have tattoos. Um, Eduardo Garcia. The the two LA teams lose this week almost simultaneously. All is well, which is ironic for me to say because I live near LA. Uh, I will say the Pat Sertan interception and the Razul Douglas interception. um, The two LA teams threw pick sixes at almost simultaneous junctures. Almost like, like right on top of each other. That's impressive. It was very impressive and uh, non-impressive at the same time. But, you know, L.A. gets Lincoln Riley uh, as their new head coach at USC also during the late window. So, Oh, Lincoln Riley chose USC too? Wow. Give and take there. Yeah. Quite the the swing. I'm just going to recap this game for everybody real quick in case somebody didn't watch it, somebody didn't see it, don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, Broncos jump out to a 14 to zero lead for two reasons. The defense was holding the chargers like back to back three and outs. Defense was playing really well. Broncos were running the ball. Well, early, that was a big part of the reason they were having offensive success. Um, so Teddy rushed for a touchdown there and, Mel, where did the other touchdown come from on that for those first two TDs? Javante Williams had a touchdown on a third and goal from the nine yard line. That's right. Javante. How could I forget? And then like Will said, 14 points up. It felt like the Broncos were just trying to lose. Uh, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater gets freaking assaulted uh, off a of Derwin James blitz that I'm going to put that one on Albert O, who I think had just made a catch. But instead of realizing that Derwin James is blitzing, he goes and uh, helps to chip the offensive lineman with the block. Derwin James on Teddy's blind side just runs in untouched, blasts Teddy, who we thought fumbled the ball, but instead threw an incompletion. So the Broncos caught a break in that it wasn't a turnover, but Teddy was hurt. Drew Locke comes in. He's scrambling. He gets hit. He fumbles the ball. Tim Patrick recovers the fumble, and it's also a first down, so the Broncos catch a break. But also, Calvin Anderson leaves the field on a cart on that play. So the Broncos are without Teddy Bridgewater. Then they lose their left tackle, not even their starting left tackle. Anderson's filling in for Garrett Bowles. And after that, it was just bad. Drew Locke threw an interception. Uh, the Chargers, they didn't miss a field goal, and then they scored a touchdown right before halftime because of that bad pick. Third quarter, the Broncos didn't do anything. Fortunately, the Broncos prevented the Chargers from doing anything. Teddy came back and started the second half. So that's where the game got interesting because he was hurt. And then the Broncos coaches saw enough of Drew Locke and said, we'll play hurt Teddy Bridgewater over healthy Drew Locke. Turned out to be the right decision. And then the Chargers made mistakes, specifically the interceptions. A touchdown saving pick by Sertan and a touchdown scoring pick by Sertan. And then the Broncos closed out the game, got another touchdown. Um, 
So, yeah. As you can see in the box score, Teddy completed just 11 passes for 129 yards, one touchdown. Uh, a lot of good to take away from this game. Really sure. with the Broncos' defense. But if there's one thing that concerns me, it is still the Broncos' passing game. It is... <laughs> You know, when Javante Williams is your leading receiver with three receptions and 57 yards coming off a bye week where you just extended two wide receivers, it's a it's a dumb look. It's just a dumb look. Yeah. If I'm going to pick out the one thing to be mad about, that's what it is. I was just going to say, like, your top three wide receivers. You can even go with Fant, too. You know, you got uh, two first-rounders. And two guys who just got extended. Fant, three catches. Sutton, two catches. Judy, two catches. Patrick, two catches. Yeah. What are we what are we doing? Like, this is not they are they're making it work. Um I, I do not fault Teddy because it's just who Teddy is and he and he made some gritty plays today, but this was not <laughs> this was not a well conceived plan. Uh, to have him start the whole year at quarterback. I'm not saying that uh, Drew Locke should be playing because we saw how that went today. And I think I was a little hasty in the prediction podcast by saying maybe uh, he should get in the, he should get some action because uh, you know, he almost threw the game away. Um, But yeah, it's just so apparent, like how much they're wasting um, by not getting the ball downfield. And, you know, you can make the excuse that, uh, they're down to their third string left tackle and their second string right yeah. tackle. And the only starting uh, starting lineman left is the center, who's probably the worst of all the starters. Um, so it doesn't give you a lot of time to work the ball downfield, and your best bet is to run the ball, which complements a, a pretty good bend but don't break break defense. But um, I think we all, we all saw um, the reason why the Broncos have gone out and scouted Matt Corral and Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell and Carson Strong this last weekend. They want guys that are going to get the ball down the field. And um, once those extensions kick in, you know, two catches for 26 yards, two catches for 17 yards. Those have to, those stat lines have to change big time. Yeah. And, and credit the Broncos for at least sticking with the run game. Uh, yeah. They had a lot of success early and then, it was really flat for a while, but they did manage 31 carries between Gordon and Williams. And as my live stream started, I said I wanted to see 30 carries by the backs. That yes. happened. And I think, though, something to point out here is I believe a big reason that the running game fell flat. And we've seen this happen, I feel like, a lot this season where there's some good runs early and then it doesn't work. And usually the Broncos kind of abandon the run. But the reason I feel like it stops working is because there's not a lot of downfield threat in the passing game. So teams are like, why right. would we play any defenders deep? Uh, like they're asking the Broncos to do it. They just know they're not. And uh, Teddy got hurt. So I won't even put it all on him because when you're hurt, you're probably a lot less likely to throw deep. And he hurt his shin. So uh, you definitely need you know, are either it's your plant foot or your foot you're putting forward to step into your throws. Uh, your shin's probably painful one way or the other there, and it's going to affect 
what you want to do downfield. So this probably not the game where he's going to do it, but I think it's an issue. It's the one thing I'm wondering if they can correct or get better at doing. Um, when when Drew Lock was in there during the game during the live stream, it was like a couple short passes or runs. I'm like, you've got Lock in there. Like, take some shots downfield because either Sutton or Patrick are going to come down with it in a jump ball situation. Or you're going to get a pass interference call or worst yeah. case scenario, you throw a deep interception and I can kind of live with that. And like literally after I said that they threw one kind of deep pass to Cortland Sutton and he was pushed out of bounds and they called pass interference. Unfortunately, two plays later, <laughs> Drew Locke managed to throw an interception on a three yard pass attempt to Kendall Hinton on a play where he Drew Locke was like telling guys to go downfield. And there was there was like four receiving targets all running like two or three yard routes, and not a single guy did take off downfield. Uh, and then he still made a bad decision with the ball. But um, yeah, like, sidearm interception. That play was uh, supposed to be a run pass option where he should have given the ball to Javante Williams. Probably would have had enough for a first down, but uh, kept it rather rather foolishly and tried to buy time. Yeah, and made a. Very stupid throw. And I don't know. Like, I want to know what Vic Fangio said to him in the locker room after that. Cause that, like, that was, um, like I said, like, after that, I was like, we're not winning this game. I don't think. I don't know how you. Oh, uh, I thought they were going to lose for sure. <laughs> 100%. I thought the chart, cause they gave the Chargers a big opportunity to go for a um, two for one, meaning score a touchdown before half, get the ball back. Yeah. Um, on the kickoff and go down and score a touchdown, which, uh, you know, it looked like it was going to happen. And then the Chargers Charger missing Chargers a 53 yard field baby. goal. Go Chargers, go. Go Chargers, go. Uh, Douglas Smith, that is my uncle in law, Doug Smith, enjoying the bench warmer brew. Big Steelers <laughs> fan, Doug Smith is. Rough day. <laughs> Rough day to be a Steelers fan. Rough day at the office. Uh, I think the Chargers and the Bengals putting up 41 on the Steelers. I'm, and I'm not trying to pour salt on the wound, Doug. I'm not. I promise. But I think it exposed the Steelers a little bit. Um, yeah, so the Broncos almost blew it heading into halftime. We are about halfway through this podcast. If you don't want to blow it, I recommend. I recommend. I recommend doing your sports betting with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I've got to check on my parlays today. I did a bunch of over bets. I had the over on Jonathan Taylor. I think it was seventy-five rushing yards. It looked like he wasn't going to hit, and then one drive, he got the over towards the end of the game, but the Colts still lost. Anyway. If you're looking for the best offer right now at DraftKings, you got to use code DNVR because new customers, uh, you can bet on any team to score a single point, just $1. And if that team scores a point, you can win $100 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get skin in the game with same game parlays. I did multi-game parlays, but same game parlays are fun too. 
Combined bets for bigger payouts. Again, I got to check it because I might have hit today. I forget what I what I bet. Does anybody know if Trevor Lawrence had over 15 rushing yards? Because that was part of it. Anyway, Ooh. download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR to bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Super chat. Chad's shiny marble. The marble is satisfied by the win. But the real, we stand. Oh, but be real, we stand. Zero chance in the playoffs. Wins hurt draft position, bittersweet win, like getting kissed by your sister. No. No. I like winning. Yeah, no. Sorry. Thank you, but sorry. Keys is spot on with this analysis. Keep this guy around, Perna. By the way, LA plays his entire career with a top-tier receiver and ACL. Oh. Interesting. Just one ACL, though. But thank you. I guess it's a glass like glass half full way to look at it. Yeah. I feel like my analysis was just as spot on as Will's, but Will is good. That's why we work together so well. That's right. That's right. We are a perfect pair. Will's got a good football eye. Very good football eye. I have two good football eyes. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. I wanted to point out too, I don't think we touched on it, but it felt like almost every rookie from the rookie class made a contribution today. Yeah. Sertan, Sertan's yes. contributions were uh, immense and plentiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Browning was was awesome. He had uh, the best game of his career so far. Uh, Caden Stearns got in there and broke up a pass. Quinn Miners was uh, very helpful in the running game. Am I am I miss I'm missing somebody I know. Um Javante Nittain, obviously Javante Williams. Javante Williams. They had an Intane Muty out there, not a rookie, but uh Yeah, kind of a red shirt guy. Yeah. Um uh, Jonathan Cooper, I thought was Jonathan you know, Cooper. He was steady. Didn't get uh you know, didn't get exposed or anything. They had a they had a tough draw. Um some good Chargers tackles, at least on the left side with Rashawn Slater, but they were able to um, get some constant pressure and the blitz got home a couple of times and it just looked like Herbert was, you know, sometimes he looks really, really comfortable and he just looked a little disoriented, a little, a little out of rhythm um, for most of the game. I thought, yeah. And I mean, the Broncos did a decent job containing Austin Eckler Definitely in the run game, uh, in the pass game, he had 68 receiving yards. But, you know, that's on, they threw at him six times. Eckler dropped yeah. a touchdown pass. And then on the net, very next play, they just went right back to him and he caught it and scored the touchdown anyway. Um, 68 yards, 31 rushing. So what, 99 total yards from Eckler in a touchdown when last week he had four? So, like, I think the Broncos slowed him down enough to give him a chance. Keenan Allen was good on, you know, third downs. But they, like, 
receivers made plays, but the Broncos defense always figured out a way to eventually kind of stop the chargers. There was the missed field goal. Uh, and the, the chargers went for it on fourth and two in the red zone and the Broncos stuffed them. So yeah, Darby got in there and broke up the pass. Yeah. So they like overall, they just played well. Um, I would agree. Sam with Martin had an amazing punt that, yes. uh, Nate Harrison, he made a couple plays in this game. That's a guy like we've never really talked about, Nate Harrison. Because uh, he had a a pass breakup, and then he downed that punt at the one-yard line. And I don't know how he kept his body in bounds there either. Like, uh, it was just a, it was a great play by Harrison. One of the few very good special teams plays we've seen this team make. And yeah, another guy I want to what's that? <laughs> they weren't um very competent in the return game, but they punted the ball nicely. Yeah, they punted the ball yeah, well. Credit for that. I'm kind of over Deontay Spencer as a returner. Yes. I saw him literally have a wide open run lane. Yeah. And he chose to run into his blocker and tackler and got tackled. I was like, oh, God, he's going to have, like, a 30-yard return. And he just – I don't know what he was doing. Like, I think he thought maybe the blocker was going to push the guy the other way and was preparing to, like, try and cut around him. But all he had to do was go left, and he had tons of space. Yeah, it looked, like down people, it looked like when people take those screenshots of Trent Richardson p- picking which uh, hole to run through, like yeah. the left side wide open, uh, and then he goes, like <laughs> – he goes to the right where there's five defenders tackled yeah, for a loss was, of a yard. He's catching the punt, so I'm not going to complain too much. That was the problem before Spencer. Yes. But, Could be worse. Uh, I would like to see some returns. That would be yeah, helpful. I, I think we should still try to talk Jim Leonard out of retirement and catch a few punts. He's the DC for yeah, Wisconsin right Jim now. Leonard. But, you know, I, I really enjoyed that 2012 season. Yeah, he had a uh, a forty time of eight, eight <laughs> yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each ten yards, two seconds. Uh, no, that was a great strategy. I, I thought by John Fox. Like, you have Peyton Manning, just catch the ball and we'll be fine on offense. Just literally, <laughs> do not turn it over. I don't need you to gain a single yard on this return. <laughs> yeah, Jim Leonard, catch he did a great job. Catch the punt, Jimmy Leonard. We should sign like Harrison Smith to return punts next year. Harrison Smith? Yeah, I'm just thinking of white safeties. Uh, We could always get uh, Adam Archuleta out of the booth, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but to your point, Deontay Spencer, um, I'm not seeing it anymore. No. He had some some explosive speed but it's gone maybe that's something you could get kendall hinton more involved with or next year when kj hamler is healthy you know maybe that's something he does i don't know uh steven weatherly had a sack in this game that was that was the guy who had the sack on the the pass interference call that was taken away but just another guy that the broncos had to sign this season because of injuries and he's easy to remember because he he wears the sunglasses under the helmet, and it's yeah, he's got the transition lenses. 
Yeah. Click uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But, I mean, I guess Melvin Gordon had a very productive game as well. Yeah, no, rush- I, I, thought he, yards- I thought he was good against his former team. I kind of I wanted him to score a touchdown there at the end. Uh, yeah. I'd just like to see him get a little bit of revenge. But, I mean, the best revenge is, yeah two out of three wins since joining the Broncos against the Chargers. I mean, we didn't really get a chance to point it out, but Vic Fangio is four and one against the Chargers. They're two and one against Justin Herbert. And that one loss against Herbert, like everybody was, everybody on defense was injured. The Chargers only scored 19 points. I think they have something against them that works. Yeah. They, his defense plays very well. And I think this game was a really good example of him having the defense coached up for the game. Um, I think what he does with linebackers too is really impressive. Mm -hmm. It's like the Broncos haven't drafted their like top tier linebacker. They had, they drafted Baron Browning, you know, later in the draft, what lately you said in the third round. Yeah. But whoever's back there plays well. Like Josie Jewell was starting to play well. Then he got hurt. Alexander Johnson has been great. Um, they get production out of guys. And yeah, the Eagles ran the ball down the Broncos' throats. But I think that's more of the Eagles being a really good run team than you know the Broncos being bad at stopping the run or whatever. But yeah, good, good game plan for Fangio. Has the Chargers number. Also... Happy to see the Broncos still don't know when to challenge a play because they definitely yeah. challenged another dumb play that 100% they were going to lose and challenged it anyway. Yeah, so, I, he was so like confident in challenging it that I thought I must have missed something. I was like, I know the ball yeah. came out a little bit at the end, but like, just the, think about like the dynamics of going into a slide. And like the slide is the quickest way to get down uh, a bar- a body part to make you, um, you know, uh, immune from being tackled. So to punch the ball out on a slide has to be like the hardest thing to do in the world. And to assume that, you know, your player got it out there um, when the ball trickled free, like a second after it hit the ground. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the, the challenge guy is doing up there. Or no, whoever taking control and saying, you know what, I saw it from sixty yards away. Yeah, I the challenge guy sure. for the Broncos, maybe the worst in the league. Justin Herbert was sliding, and Justin Simmons knocked the ball out. And Herbert was pretty close to the ground, like all the way to the ground when Herbert hit the ball. And I guess my confusion was. I thought when a quarterback slides, he's giving himself up and like you quarterback really can't fumble in that situation is what I thought. So uh, I guess you can still fumble there or you can't, (laughs) you can challenge it and it's definitely not a fumble, but like, cause a QB gives himself up when he's sliding. So he can't be hit. But Simmons did hit the ball out of his hand. Like I was, he didn't Simmons hit Herbert. Flag for swiping at the ball in that situation. Yeah, but you can't. It wasn't a tackle attempt. No, you're right. It was just, like, it was just a great play by Simmons. So really, anything. Yeah, I mean that's what you should do every time. I guess when someone slides on the one percent chance, it works out in time. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not a great challenge, but I thought Vic altogether, he's very good at putting together uh, a plan on defense. Yeah. And it worked out well. He he knows Brandon Staley clearly from when they coached yeah. together for a few years in Chicago and in Denver. Um, and it made me not long for Staley as a head coach quite so much. Fair enough. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the Chargers, we we talked about it. They're going to go for it on fourth down. And you want to hold them to like 50% on two uh, attempts. You got one for two. You'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Vic Fangio is going to make some team who needs a defensive coordinator very happy next year. Yeah. Very yeah. happy. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. What are, what are the chances? What does he have to do to stay at this point? Playoffs? You think so? I guess. I, 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 I mean, think, I, yeah. I mean, it depends on what George, how George Payton sees the situation, and I don't think any of us know. I don't think any of us true, know. true. True. Just a guess. I mean, you could, you could do a lot worse. I think. Yeah. It's very easy to see where Vic Fangio is flawed. Um, I think you saw it with the challenge and with the time management, a very bizarre series uh, at the end of the first half where they weren't sure if they wanted to run the clock out or try to go for oh, a field goal. Yeah. That was fucking dumb. Just strange. Like, like he's never called the a two minute drill in his life, even though he had 30 seconds. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think like something like that. Yeah. I think something like that can be fixed with a really good offensive coordinator who knows or how like, to just take, charge of that situation like this is what we want to do we've got two minutes because the broncos got the ball back how much time was left on the clock like a little over a minute or something no i think it was less than that less than that but they was closer to 30 seconds they ran a draw yeah and then called the timeout and then ran another fucking draw and then we're like let's take a shot here no, no, like they, they threw a short pass and then I think spiked the ball with seven seconds left. Yes, that's what they did. And, <laughs> and a timeout left. It made no sense. Yeah. It made no sense. Like, I feel like if 10 other head coaches watched that, all 10 would be like, I would do that different. A <laughs> hundred other head coaches would be like, I would do that different. I think a hundred Madden players would have done that differently. Like seriously, there's some things that, like the head coach doesn't need to to do. Like there should be a guy, like someone on the staff should be in charge of those things. Like here's the, you know, here's the time left. Here's the game situation. You know, maybe the coach gets a veto decision there, but there has to be continuity in in terms of like the idea. Do we want to score here or do we want to run the clock out? And then call plays accordingly which is just a lot of mixed signals very strange yeah. it's like it's like the offensive coordinator and the head coach were at odds there didn't it yeah it was like and Vic think, wanted to score and Shermer was like no we're running it out yeah or or maybe they were after that first run they were trying to get the chargers to use their timeout and then they didn't or something like i don't know yeah maybe you take some quick passes. Like, if you're going to go for it there, you take some quick passes downfield. You say, we're going to try to get into scoring range before halftime. And you just commit to it. 
It's like that mm-hmm. half-assed shit that costs them games. It's like this. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know what it's the it's the the teetering back and forth. I'm not knowing like either commit, throw the ball downfield, keep throwing it downfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different. It feels like a different issue every week, but it's the same problem kind of thing, right? There's a lot of half-assery going on. I agree. Yeah. All right, here's a, a super chat from Richard Cheese, and then we're going to get out of here. I w- I'm interested to see what it Will says here. Jimmy G, Kirk Cousins, Matty Ice, Baker Mayfield, quarterbacks who could all be available this offseason. Pick one, Will. I will take Mr. Ice, Matt Ryan. Wow. What about you? Wow. Now, somebody asked me during the stream – Jimmy G or Teddy. I said they're the same guy to me, so I'd just stick with Teddy. <laughs> um, hmm. I might deeper. I might take Baker Mayfield in that situation. I can I can see why. You get, you get the youth and perhaps a little more upside. Yeah. And I mean, there's, like, only, there's one MVP in this bunch. So fair enough. I just don't know how quickly Matty Ice is going to age and fall off. That's fair. And that's the only reason. Um, the Falcons might have him broken, too. That's also a consideration. I, I would like to see him uh, with a lot of weapons again. Yeah, he did get the win today. So um, we're going to make yeah. our case for Carson Strong this week on the podcast. I actually watched the game, so I can actually talk about this with Will. It was uh, a nice game. It was a good impressed. game to watch. Like Teddy... Carson, injured, looked bad, came back, gritty performance. I think that says a lot. And that's also what I like about Baker Mayfield right now. The dude is being held together by duct tape and horse semen, uh, which everybody (laughs) knows is very strong for, it's like a glue. It's quite the adhesive. It's why they call, uh, you know, like horses glue factory or whatever. Um, (laughs) But like, he's not playing well, but dude's hurt and he wants to be out there. In a contract like, I like that. Too, yeah. And last year he played well when he was healthy. And I just saw him complete a pass to Jarvis Landry. Well, Out of go. those guys, I like Baker. Anyway, we're going to make a case for Carson Strong. A lot to talk about this week. I'll have a recap of the game up, hopefully tomorrow night. Uh, Will, thank you for joining me again. Will's on Twitter, at Guillermo Yaves. Feel free to follow Will there. Good night. John Elway, anterior cruciate ligament, only one. Good luck. Football fans, fans of football, balls of the fans of the foots of the balls. I am sure we all loved an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, by the way. Did you know that? Did you know that? You'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, and the farther you can run with the legs. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Even in the middle of the night. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. 
you score. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.